Check, check. Okay. Were those the only MLBs? Okay, welcome to the first episode of Red, White, and Brew Sports Podcast. I'm here with Tanner Hutchinson, Mitchell Caprio. I'm Connor Mann. First thing we we're going to talk about this week, the NFL Divisional Round. Great football was played by some teams and some incredibly <coughs> shitty football by a certain other team. The first game, Pats versus Titans, I don't have the score written down. What was the score? 35-14. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Starting topic, the line did not help Marcus Mariota with their injury guard? Yep. Nor did the lack of run game. Marcus Mariota leads the Titans rushing with four carries for 37 yards. Where's Derrick Henry at? He's all over the place last game. I don't know. I figured Marcus Mariota would be worried about the uh, Hawaiian missile crisis, to be honest. I don't, I don't even understand how someone messes that up. Yeah. Like walk into the office, set your coffee mug down somehow accidentally on the missile button. Oops. Oops. I, I just think, I think... I think part of the problem is that Derrick Henry's not that good. Let's just get it out on the table. Dude sucks. Now I think the uh, Titans could benefit with a new running back. DeMarco Murray's getting to the point where he needs to retire. Well, I mean, he's hurt. Who's that guy? Their offensive line's okay. They just went and... You know, I, I kind of don't get why they fired their coach, I guess. I yeah, know. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the Patriots adapt and change like a cockroach. Uh, I know another team that doesn't change. We'll talk about them later. Uh, the Titans had a one-on-one linebacker matchup on Rob Gronkowski all night. Why? Mm-hmm. Maybe they thought it would work. I don't know. It is Dick LeBeau. He is terrible at trying to play the Patriots. Yeah, the Steelers have proved that. Uh, the Patriots' run game wasn't huge, but they stepped up unneeded on third downs. And now we get to what you hinted at earlier. Mike Malarkey and the Titans mutually part ways after talks of a contract negotiation. I don't know. I think, I mean, he got your team to the playoffs and pretty decent record. I mean, most teams don't fire their coach after that. Yeah, I think the problem is ownerships don't like the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, so they kind of hardballed them. They, they didn't want to look like the bad guys, so they said, hey, you get rid of your guys and we'll keep you. And he wasn't about that game. I mean, he did take a team from pretty much nothing into somewhat of a playoff contender. I think the first game they played was pretty much a miracle, but that's besides the point. It was good. It was good. Marks Mariota MVP. Uh, Bill Belichick is going to be losing his off- offensive coordinator, Josh Dan- McDaniels, and uh, Patricia on defense coordinator. Do you think this will affect him at all, or do you think he'll just bring someone in equally as good? I think it'll affect it some because I think Patricia is probably one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. Uh, I don't know. It's Bill Belichick. He always manages to pull something out of his ass. Yeah, yeah I think the Patriots will be good as long as Bill Belichick and Peyton Manning. Or, yeah, Peyton Manning. Fuck that guy. And uh, Tom Brady. I hate saying his name. I mean, Bill Belichick can take a, a guy from Penn State lacrosse and turn him into an all-star wide receiver, so I, I think he'll pull through. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Patricia's going to the Lions. Yep. 
Uh, you think that's a good move for him? Uh, no, I think that's career suicide, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I, they, have, they have a decent offense. They can have a decent offense when healthy. I think he was going there because he wants to worry more about the defensive side of things and let the offense run itself. We'll see how it ends up. I don't know yeah. if he's head coaching material or not. Ask, you should uh, ask Rex Ryan how that worked out. Fair, fair. <laughs> Eagles, Falcons. What was the score of that one? Anybody? 15 10. That was 15, it. 15 10. Should really write these things down. Uh, Jay Ajayi fumbles on the second play. I had money riding on this game, and I instantly shit my pants. They did not look good the first two drives. <laughs> my favorite play of the game is still somehow how that ball got batted 15 yards backwards and caught. <laughs> to lead to a field goal. Yes. Which Very crucial. Crucial, crucial yeah. Uh, Eagles offensive coordinator Frank Reich makes good adjustments. Uh, Falcons are playing really depth. Aggressive, so the screens and misdirections were a plus. Uh, and then you have the high school plays from the offensive side, like Aguilar's belly, Sally T, that takes the Eagles to the one, something I haven't seen since I played high school. Yeah. And then the talk of the game, Julio Jones dropping the last second game-winning touchdown. You know, to be yeah. honest, I'm pretty sure he was out of bounds. I'm not real yeah, extremely was... surprised by that because he only has one for 11 uh, touchdown passes caught. I mean, like, in the final seconds of the game, fourth quarter touchdown passes caught. It's one for 11. Everybody's blaming Matt Ryan for this loss. I don't think it was Matt Ryan. I think the Eagles' defense won the game. Yeah, you can't yeah. discredit the fact that the Eagles' defense is legit. Yeah, they, they, they played well. Probably the biggest game, but we're going to talk about second to last, the Vikings-Saints. The Vikings dominate the first half. Uh, yet again, I had good money on this game, and I was shitting my pants. Uh, and then the Saints staged a huge second-half comeback. I was ready to start working on some Case Keenum, Matt Ryan memes. It was, it was about to be a, a disappointment. But then, with 10 seconds to go, 20, 21? I'm not doing math right now. 21, 23? Um, final score was 23, 4, 23? Final score was 30, 30, 30 29. I watched all these games, and I can't remember them. I didn't watch that game. I was so fed up with football that day, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> with 10 seconds left, Case Keenum throws to Stefan Diggs for a miracle touchdown. Marcus Williams whiffs on a tackle. He looked like an early Madden hit stick. And Diggs takes it to the house to win. Uh, the Saints clear the building, and they still have to run more play. So to save them the embarrassment, <laughs> Thank you. to save them the embarrassment, or they did not save them embarrassment. They went to the locker room, made them come out. Two punters on the field just to run one more kneel down play. It's hilarious. Uh, Drew Brees is a free agent. Everybody thinks he's going to save with the Saints. Do you think that move's going to happen? He's glad he's going to retire. Uh, he's pretty be. much built a dynasty with the Saints, so I can't really see him going anywhere else. And I, I don't know if I can see anybody else picking him up because of his age either. Yeah, I came into the Saints at the right time you, with everything from early You know who early I could see picking him up? The Cleveland Browns because they are so goddamn desperate. <laughs> It's true. The latest mock draft shows them taking uh, Barkley again. I hope not. Poor kid. All right, now to our main event. We're all Steelers fans here. Jags versus Steelers, a 42 to 45 loss. I'm going to start this off before the other two start laying, uh, yelling, saying credit to the Jags for showing up ready to play. Uh, yeah. Fournette was a powerhouse, could not be stopped. Again. I like the Jags because 
the past couple of years they came from nothing and they came out of nowhere this year. No one was expecting it. And here they are in the AFC Championship almost. Well, they're all on their way to a Super Bowl. They can beat the Patriots. I hope to God they can beat the Patriots. Uh, do you guys think Big Ben tried to do much too early? Two, uh, two turnovers leading to scores, one a fumble to the house, and then an interception. I can't really blame him for the fumble, though, because the pocket just collapsed behind him. Yeah. yeah. I can't really blame him for the interception either because McDonald bobbled it and put it right in Jack's hands. Um, yeah, he was a lot more efficient. All the blame goes on the defense for me for not being able to get off the field on third down, especially when he had like third and eights and you're giving up like 18 yards. First, first fourth down of the game, it was fourth and one from about 31, an easy Boswell kick, I think. Uh, Todd Haley decided to run a crossing pattern to the right side, the small side of the field. Ben Roethlisberger is 18 for 19 on one yard, fourth down, quarterback sneaks. And he claims he didn't want Ben to get hurt or hit. Uh, I know that's not true because we've seen Ben take hits anytime, anywhere. Well, he's the size of a linebacker. I don't think you should really 260 be pounds, about him getting hit. Six, six foot six. Yeah. I, I, I would trust him. He could pretty much fall over and get the first down. Yes. So I don't think we're worried about getting hit. I think we're worried about trying to do some play that's going to drastically change the game again. For I think the third freaking time. Yeah, and not we're worried about ten yards, not one yard. I think he was trying too hard to be aggressive to go in fourth and. I mean, I understand you go in fourth and one, but do a QB snake, not some other play. I I don't know. I think he's trying to come across too aggressive. How much the intimidation factor? How much do you guys think Mike Tomlin had to do with that? Do you think Tomlin didn't want to kick it, or do you think Todd Haley was in his ear saying, "Hey, I think we can do this." I think the kick would have been a little too far out because Bosborough has is tied for the record at Heinz Field of 56 yards, and it would have been a 57-yard kick. So with the wind factor and how cold it was, it might have been a little. I believe that kick, the wind was at his back. Don't know. I don't remember. Was it 56? I thought it was 56. I thought it was 56, the second fourth, the fourth and 11 that they bombed it out. Maybe it was. I don't remember, which was a good, good throw to Martavius Bryant. Those are still two very ill-advised like plays. Oh yeah, no, the, the, like, all the fourth down conversions I probably wouldn't have called. Actually, if we really look at this game, it should have been a blowout. Both of those fourth downs should have never happened. No, like, I don't really know what happened on both of those. No. Mike Tomlin's clock management was raising eyebrows in the final quarter with the onside kick. Instead of kicking it deep, tried to hold him. They should have kicked it deep. That's just my opinion, though. I said that first watching it when I was all pissed and fired up, but the Steelers didn't stop the Jaguars on third down at all. And I don't think it was going to start then. How many times has an onside kick actually worked, though? That was 15%. Yeah, exactly. I just. But 15% was higher than their third down stops. They did an onside so. kick, though, it, with three yeah. minutes and 40-something seconds left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, Chris Boswell is a pretty good uh, field goal kicker. The dude is just awful. <laughs> Kicking the ball 10 yards for an onside kick. Yeah. So, also, they're like, their time management in the third quarter I thought was awful. That drive took forever for them just to stall out at like the 50 yard line and punt it back to them. And their, four, their fourth quarter drives when Todd Haley wasn't doing too much and Ben was taking control, it's three touchdowns with Ben running hurry up offense. I've said that like all year. I don't know why you just don't let him run the offense. They're yeah. so much more efficient when he runs the offense. Todd Haley and Ben Roethlisberger are not compatible. Ben knows what he's doing more than Todd does. Uh, Blake Bortles, evasive on a third, on third down. Uh, and then 
we really need to get into Blake Bortles here. Is he elite? Is he going to be elite? No. I think he's better than Tom Brady. Tom Brady has nine playoff losses. Blake Bortles has zero. That's all, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because he got to like actually make it to the playoffs to lose them sometimes. Well, yeah, that's absurd. But, but he's on the come up. That's Blake, Blake Bortles' third down evasiveness is something the Steelers need to do adjust to. He ran... He ran all over the place. Four, for, four, for four touchdowns, they didn't spy him. Uh, I noticed that Butler did not make any... Keith Butler did not make any defensive changes until like the third quarter. Which I... Again, said about the Patriots, they make all of their changes during the drive. They don't wait till halftime, don't wait till the quarter. That's what the Steelers need to be on their level. I guess it's better late than never, but it wasn't early enough. <sighs> it wasn't better at all. And the Patriots are obviously doing something right. They held Mariota in check for rushing, and he's the late, he was the leader. Much, I mean, he's a legitimate running quarterback, whereas Blake Bortles likes to sit back and you let him take off, get crucial first downs. I mean, that one first down he ran for like 18 yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. No reason. No one even touched him until like the 18 yards. Hey, hey, ben had a few good runs too. Yeah. I was, mean, every time he starts but, running, it scares me. Have many heart attacks. <laughs> Do you think Le'Veon Bell's money talk to you before the game was a distraction at all? Yeah. I think he's been a distraction all year. Yeah. I mean, it, the reason... Whether, whether anyone wants to admit it or not. He wants to stay with Pittsburgh, he said after the game, uh, but he hardballed money beforehand. Do you think he's worth the 15 or the extra million dollars or so? I think a $15.2 million franchise tag is a, a decent... Yeah. Decent pay. Uh, yeah. Especially when you're on a team with... He can make more elsewhere, but when you're on a team with Brown, Bell, Ben, the Bees... And their other all-stars, if they had Shazier and whatnot, and they were paying James Harrison for whatever reason. Isn't Freeman or Murray, like, the highest-paid running back right now? And yeah, and it's not much. It's like 17, not 17 million. 17? Yeah. I, I, I would be... And he wants to make, like, a lot more than that. Though. I wouldn't be opposed to no. Bell making more money. I just... The problem is, other, other running backs that are proven... I mean, he's proven after the past couple of years, but they don't really make that much. That was one of the best running backs in the league. He could easily go out and get sponsorships through Nike and stuff and start endorsing oh, yeah. people and making huge money. He can, he can play running back. He can play receiver if he wants to. I mean, he's an all-around great player. We need to try to keep him, but if he wants to be stubborn, then, you know. I don't know. I think you pay for him no matter what it takes, though. Such a crucial part of your yeah. offense. Last one for this week. Big Ben wants three more years said it in the interview after the game. Does he deserve three more years? Yeah, I don't think it's whether or not he deserves it. It's the fact that they need it. <laughs> yeah. Because who's going to step in unless you went out and signed a Kirk Cousins or someone who's looking at the? He was looking at the Jags. I bet you that's changing now. I, I mean, that'd be scary for him to get there. Yeah. I think. It would. I still think they need to pick up another quarterback in this. Right. I think they draft. need to spend the time to develop Dobbs. I don't know if I'm, I'm... I don't think they... I don't, know. I don't think they... Uh, I'm not on to. the Dobbs train. I'm not on the Dobbs train, but we put way too much more time and money into... Uh, Landry. Landry. Landry Jones, who uh, is the skid mark on the Steelers' offense. Yeah. All right, next week, conference champions, Jags at Patriots. Patriots are obviously favored over the Jags. What do you think, Tanner? 
Um, I think the Jags, if they come in with the same intensity as they played with last week, I think they're going to get it. I would love to see them win, but then again, it's the Patriots. The Patriots have been an unstoppable force in the playoffs for the past couple of years. So, I obviously have the Patriots. I mean, it's just like one of those things. I think Jacksonville is going to come out and play like they did against Buffalo. Hmm. Just stagnant offense, not knowing where to start. And what's uh, usually what usually happens, I've noticed this too, is Patriots get a couple favorable calls a game. Seems to be the trend this a year. A couple. That's it. Seems to be the trend. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to know whose hand is in whose pocket. Or pants. Or pants. Or pants. Or mouth. I don't know. I don't think that's a hand in the mouth. Anyway. <laughs> I think the Jags have a legitimate chance. I think they're the only secondary that's going to be able to work against the Patriots if they can figure out Gronk or hurt him. No, uh, not, don't, don't ever want to see him hurt. I don't think they can. Both their middle linebackers are small. I mean, they're quick. Well, Gronk, Gronk will be the only problem. But I also think they're fast enough to jump in front of Gronk to make the pick. Um, I don't know. Might, we'll be, might be the only key to shutting down Gronk. We'll see. They are, I have faith they in Jags. I have front four to stop the run, though. I have the Jags. Over the Patriots by seven. I'm going to say a brave Jags over Patriots by 14. Just because I'm, I'd love to see Okay, that. I'm going in way opposite direction. I'm saying it's not even going to be a good game. It's going to be Patriots by at least three scores. Okay. That's probably the more realistic call. Vikings at Eagles. I had the Vikings. The Vikings are favored over the Eagles. This is the Eagles' second game as underdogs at home in the playoffs. The Eagles look good, but they didn't look as good as they have been. Oh, I have it again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we're going to have another Super Bowl rematch. It's going to be Eagles-Patriots in that Super Bowl. Eagles are going to come out and play like Am they Am I going to see some Janet game. Jackson titty? Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> we have Justin Timberlake this year. Maybe she'll make a guest appearance. <laughs> so, Eagles defense is that good. It just is. Yeah. Nick Foles? He is what he is, but it'll get you through a game. I have this game being close by three points. Vikings over the Eagles. I think the Eagles squeaked by two games too close. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings are going to carry huge momentum off what happened over the Saints. I thought Saints were the only ones, but I was wrong. I'm good at that. Speaking of Vikings, you think Case Keenum... Is he going to get a big paycheck after this season? Yes, absolutely. Do you think, I think Bridgewater is going to have a job? No. No. I, I think he'll get, you know, someone will pick him up in free agency, but I don't, I don't know. I think he probably took a few steps back from being off the field that long to the point where he'll probably never start again. One of those deals. Someone, to, someone told me they wanted to see him in Pittsburgh. I told them they were high. Yeah, he, he, work. Wouldn't, he wouldn't work there. I don't know. I can see. There's, there's not I very mean, many Ari- quarterbacks. Arizona over. really needs a quarterback, depending on whether they want to draft one. I think they're going to draft one. I um, can see them getting Lamar Jackson. I think he'd work well in Arizona. Yeah. Sorry, that was a little off topic. No, it's all right. All right, so that's it for NFL. Now on to another good conversation. MLB trades and transactions se- section. I actually fucked up the section on the second time. What the fuck are the Pirates doing? 
Pirates to the fit of misery. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Garrett Cole traded the Astros. The Pirates received right-handers Joe Musgrove, Michael Feliz, third baseman Colin Moran, and outfielder Jason Martin. Or possibly Martin. Who are these guys? I don't know. I really don't. Who I cares? Feliz has been around for a while, but he doesn't, he doesn't strike in my head that he was a good pitcher, so he most likely isn't. Which really doesn't help, because Pirates' biggest problem last year was their bullpen, and yet again, we got another skid mark for... Probably trade them back pitcher. for someone. Um, I don't know. They're pretty much just already bagging it in this year. I feel like they're like, fuck it, get rid of all the big salaries. We're just going to start over. This didn't work. Yeah. We had one and a half decent years out of these guys. Well, I, I, I didn't mind that. I like to see Garrett Cole winning. I think he's a better match with the Astros. But then two days later comes out, Andrew McCutcheon traded the Giants for Kyle Crick, a pitcher in minor league outfield prospect Brian Reynolds. On top of that, $500,000 in international bonus pool space. He's worth more than that. Cutchin's excited to go. I don't know if you guys saw his Twitter. He's excited. He I wants just, to be a giant. He's ready to win. I, uh, I, I just don't get it, though. The Giants, the Giants seemed like they were so far behind last year from winning that it really doesn't even make sense. Like, I feel like he'll show up there, and they'll just be an okay team, and I don't even know if he'll make the postseason. I think what's going to happen is we're going to try to rebuild our bullpen. We're going to fail at that. We, they are going to fail at that. And then they're not going to have no position players. Uh, well, they're just going to put themselves right back in like the early 2000s Pirate era where it was just like 20 fans are showing up to your games and you guys are losing like 9 nothing on an average. The Rum Butter on Twitter, which is a Pirates blog, it said, they tweeted yesterday. No free ads. No free ads. Kyle Crick, a mid-range prospect for Andrew McCutcheon, is a flat-out garbage return, no way around it. That screams of not wanting to pay him at $14 million in 2018, and that falls at the feet of Bob Nutting and his horrible ownership regimen. I couldn't agree more. I just don't, I just don't get that theory. $14 million in baseball is, like, absolutely fucking nothing. Do you see what John Carlos is getting paid? Yeah. Yeah, fuck <laughs> the Yankees. You mean? Yeah, I get you're, like, a lower clubhouse. You can't bring in the type of money that your Yankees, Dodgers, or Red Sox can, but that still doesn't excuse for you not even trying at this point. McCutcheon had a slow start last year. I don't know if that had anything to do with the trade and why they wanted to get rid of him, but he was coming around towards the end of the year. He was starting to look like the old Kutch again. The dude has one year, one bad year, two bad years, so what? He's a franchise player. You're going to have a bad year if you're playing he 20 years of baseball. He was the face of the franchise. Yeah, now they, now they don't have a face of the franchise He's been again. The, the Both guys who years. could have been considered the face of the franchise are gone, and now we're going to rely on Marte if he doesn't stop taking drugs, <laughs> steroids, and, and we got Polanco if he can keep his lengthy ass on the field. Harrison, if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, and that's going to bring me to guys that look like they're on the block right now. We talk about each of them. Francisco Cervelli first. I don't think we're going to get rid of him. I think he's too injury prone, and no one's going to want him if we do get rid of him. They're going to get rid he's of him for absolute too. peanuts. Like, yeah. That actually Cole's might gift be. Card and some that, pocket that may be the trade. We will give you a bag of peanuts. For Francesco Cervelli. I like Francesco Cervelli if he could stay healthy. I think he brings a lot of life to uh, energy to the I th- I clubhouse. So he's he has he's charisma. Good. Yeah, he's got a good charisma. Catchers aren't traditionally your fastest dudes. They're not your best hitters. I don't think he lacks offensively. It's just keeping him healthy it would it would do wonders for him. Next up is David Freese, the old head. I think. If we get rid of him, it's going to be like the Spelly situation. We're not going to get anything for him get because of his age. 
I think they should just cut him, just period. I think he's taken up a valuable space on your roster for someone who can help you. He's well past his prime. I don't think he really helps you. Next up is, I, I don't even understand why this is on here. He is the only one that has the chance to be the face of the Pirates organization, Josh Harrison. It wouldn't surprise me, just the Pirates being Pirates if we traded him away, but we should not, absolutely should not. You know what, you know what? we're already on board. Just ship them all off, start over. Bring in the Altoona curve. Just, just take in all of North Shore and ship it out. No one gives a shit about it's it. It's just bulldoze the whole North Shore. <laughs> the Pirates are sinking ship. I actually really want to know why John Jaso is somehow not on this list. Uh, I don't know if we're going to sign him back. I didn't look, uh, at, I didn't well, look at the deadline. Um, if they, if Daniel they Hudson is on this list. Who? Uh, one of our relievers. He's I, think he's, okay. I think he's a middle guy. I think he was better than half of our closing guys. Um, and then, Do you have a closing guy? Oh, yeah, I, I, I put quotations. Felipe. <laughs> Who we just signed for $22 million. Yeah, four year. Four year we were money. complaining about spending $14 million on a fucking outfielder, <laughs> but we're going to give this garbage guy who wasn't even an actual closer $22 million. Yeah, I don't that, mind him because he has a mean fastball. And he's he a also has a, he's a really mean ERA, too. But yeah, ERA, he likes to climb. You know, I don't know if he's worth the $22 million. And then last... I can see this. I, I'm, I'm partial to the 2013 Pirates. Jordy Mercer. Yeah, you can get rid of him. We have Sean Rod. Just stick him there. Uh, Sean Rodriguez is a good. He's a good dude to have around. He was signed for one year though. I hope we extend that. Yeah, I don't know why we ever got rid of him. Gatorade cores don't cost that much. It's okay. No, it's power rate now. I so don't it's know. Even Let's whatever. just get the petition. Somehow get Bryce Harper. Yeah. Let's just have this. The citizens start paying out some. You know, we'll have the citizens pay for him. Extra tax and your taxes, you know. That's fine. All right, NHL All Star Weekend is coming up. You know, to be honest, I really don't know a whole lot about NHL. It's just a bunch of people in knife shoes fighting over the last Oreo to me. That's fine, uh, but the rosters are out. We could talk about them if I know anyone on them. Uh, Tanner, you have the Metropolitan. All right, so with the All Stars for the Metropolitan, we got Bailey, Crosby, Giro. Paul Ovechkin, who's the captain. Tarvet Tavares, wow. wow. Hennepin, Jones, Christy Tang, Holtby, and Lundqvist. Lundqvist? Let, let, me, let, yeah. me, let me be blunt here. Sidney Crosby does not have a spot on this lineup. He has not been hot. No. As of late, he's been hot, but I think he's there just because he's the Pittsburgh figurehead. Well, I mean, he's kind of the face of the NHL, in my opinion. Pretty, at least the Metropolitan, him and Ovechkin. If they can, if anybody can name a hockey player, it's Crosby. He, oh, he's good for viewership. I don't think, I don't think his play has been on par with being an All Star this year. All right, it's gonna be awkward playing on the same team as Subban, though. Uh, Mitch has the Atlantic. All right, so our goalies are Carey Price and Andre. Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky from Tampa Bay. That is one hell of a last name. And there's Steven Stamkos. You're on. That's good. And then, damn, I cannot read that name. Which one? Alex. Alexander Barkov. Barkov, wow. And then Jack. Eichel. Eichel. There are too many Russians. freaking like Russian Canadian <laughs> names in this. Nikita Kucherov. Sorry. Nikita Kucherov, hey. Brad Marchand, 
Austin Matthews. Who the fuck spells Austin with an O? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Fucking Canadians. Austin. Sorry. And then there is. Hey. All right, defensive man, we got Mike Green. That's what I'm talking about. We need more of these guys in our league. Bob Saget. And then we got Victor Hedman and Eric Carlson. That is the first guy that popped out on this list is Eric Carlson. That's like the only name that I actually know. <laughs> All right, and in the Central Division, uh, those teams out west that nobody really knows, we have Patrick Kane, Nathan McKinnon, Braden Shen, Tyler Seguin, Eric Stahl, Blake Wheeler, John Klingberg, Klingenberg? Man, whatever, Germans. Alex Peter Angelo, P.K. Subban, hate him, Connor Hellebuck, and Pekka Rainey in goal. Becker. Oh, wait, there's, there's a. <laughs> that was Central. Wait, there's four divisions? What? Yeah. Pacific it shows how much we watch hockey here. <laughs> okay, the Pacific Division, I'll do that too, is a bunch of names that I'm going to butcher Brock Bozer, Johnny Gaudreau, Kopitar, Connor McDavid, James Neal, Ricard Raquel, Brent Burns, Drew Daughtry, Oliver Ekman Larson, Mark Andre Fleury, and Jonathan Quick. Rip Flurry. Uh, and an MMA news. UFC Fight Night was this weekend. I didn't get much from the card other than, what's her name? Broke her arm and finished the fight. Oh yeah, she's an animal. She's a fucking animal. What's her name? I need to know this. Yo, some of you NBA players need to take notes. Dude, the NBA would be a much better sport <laughs> if we could have a little bit of contact. Oh, Just yeah. A little bit. You know, I was watching the Penn State, uh, fucking Gophers, Minnesota game. And things that are fouls, I don't watch basketball. Things that are fouls surprise me. Like, they breathe anywhere but the ball, and it's a foul. Yeah, man. On college basketball? Yes. In all basketball. Uh, it's like 10 times worse than the NBA. <laughs> but the problem is, it's like the NBA is like, these guys are acting oh, for it half the time. Warriors, yeah. Paige Van Zandt. Yes, she's a badass. The Warriors-Cavs game, Cavs looked good coming into the at the end of the first half, and then they blew it. They're in a mid-season slump. It's because they have no depth. It is, it is LeBron James on that team by himself. Isaiah Thomas isn't back yet. Kevin Love Holy. isn't playing like he should. Kevin Love, you know what? I don't, I don't care what anyone says. He's not as good. He's not as good as everyone says he is. No. Yeah. The, the I think Kyrie made, him, Kyrie made him look good. Uh, Kyrie made that whole team look good. That, that trade was completely... The worst thing they could have ever done. Now, it's a mid-season slump for the Cavs, but you can't tell me they're not going to make playoffs and probably the finals. Well, their bench is garbage. Their bench is garbage, and they have no bigs. They spend so. all their money on uh, old, washed-up players from the early 2000s that are about to retire. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Like I bet you that brings J.R. Smith. He wasn't good unless he has something in his system. Well, even last year, they brought in Darren Williams. That guy didn't really help them out at all, and they spent a lot of money. Again. Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver, which is their best bench player right now. Oh, yeah. But, uh, and other NBA news, uh, Lonzo Barr is on a day-to-day -day status after a slight sprain to his knee. That's the only guy people care about in the NBA, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Probably the reason I won't watch it. It's not even good. He's, he's not that good. I mean, can we, can we really pull Somebody pull up his averages for me. I got him. Let's see what these averages are. Uh, while Mitch looks this up, this would be a great time for a plug for a sponsor, if we had one. Sponsor us. Oh. 
he's averaging roughly around 10 points a game, seven rebounds and seven assists. Which is, it's not bad for an NBA player, but it's, it's not your headline dude. Like, I'm, t I'm sick to see him make headlines okay. for having an okay game. If, like, that's, if that's your guy's number one guy on your team, you're in trouble. And it isn't. We treat him like he is, but he's not. You know, and then I'm tired of seeing his dad, like, constantly commenting on things. I'm like, who, 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 who was you? this guy? Who was this guy? Um, I had never like, once heard about him until his son came into UCLA, and then it was a big deal for played, some like, reason. Division two or three college basketball. You know who else played Division two or three years. college basketball? Stephen A. Smith. Did he really? Fuck yeah. that guy. You have that? No. That, that, it was like a story. I read about it. In a book. In a book. Okay, and closing out the NBA on some comedy. Uh, the Big Baller brand receives an F rating by the Better Business Bureau. It's a battle of the BBBs. So... We've already heard that their merch is pretty much garbage. It is probably made from old recycled garbage. Literally. But you spend $500 for a pair of shoes that fall apart within four weeks of using them to the point that his own, his own son won't use his own brand to play with because they suck. He wears them in warm-ups and that is look it. shitty. I mean, no different than the game. I mean, they look, they look like the, they look like the uh, New Balance, like... Those old man New Balance sneakers, you know what I'm talking about? The Air Dad 11s? The Air Dad 11s, <laughs> yes. Increase your barbecue skill by 10 points. All right. Closing out the show, final thoughts, Tanner? I try not to think. It hurts. I'm sorry, you caught me at a bad time. I was getting a drink. You Mitch, know, final thoughts? My final thoughts is this freaking Mountain Dew tastes exactly like Sierra Mist, and it's a load of shit. My final thoughts is a tip for the viewer. A tip for the viewers: hiring an electrician with no eyebrows is probably a bad idea. We will see you next week. Did you know that oh, Captain oh, Crunch's oh. real name is Horatio Magellan Crunch? That is all. We'll see you next week. <laughs>